Hey, Jerry. Where are we? Guess. Some weird underground dungeon club you go to? Close. It's my mate's place. Matt, meet Jigsaw. He wants to play a game. Uh, okay. Should we do that again? Yeah, let's do it once more just to make sure we got it. Okay. <clears throat> Perfect, though. I'll just turn your mics up so that you can whisper it a bit louder. Hey, Jerry. Where are we? Guess. Some weird underground dungeon club you, you go to? Close. It's my mate's place. Matt, meet Jigsaw. He wants to play a game. Uh, okay. Can you just give me that first line? I bumped my mic. Sorry. Hey, Jerry. Where are we? Yep, perfect. So, boys. That's fucking good acting there. Yeah. Really good. Cut. acting. Really good. Should we leave it in the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Leave it in. Uh, leave it in. Wait for it. Let's get busy. Hey, um, yesterday we asked a question, do people want dribbly old, go nowhere old podcast intros where we talk for ages and and have butt dials on the podcast most of it like yesterday? And the answer came back, yes, that's what people want. Uh, resounding yes. Yeah. Although would you, I, I would actually argue that that particular podcast wasn't as dribbly as it could be. Right. I mean, in the end it had the butt dial, right? Mm-hmm. And we learned a whole lot about, who was the butt dialer? Uh, Luke from Nelson. Luke, that's right, from Nelson. The bung we shoulder, learned, I think. Uh, yeah. A whole lot about Luke's bung he, shoulder. He had an MRI scan. I believe he had an ultrasound on that shoulder. Yep. It was just 20 minutes away from making love to his partner, yeah. um, which we missed out on, unfortunately, due to time restraints on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. By the end of the podcast, he had realised that he'd had a butt dial and then he came in on the conversation and we had a chat to him. I mean, I would say that is hardly a dribbling out squib of a podcast. That had a beginning, a middle and an end. Yeah, it certainly did. But it is interesting, though, because the new podcast numbers came out this week from last month, and we're the fifth most listened to podcast in the country out of all podcasts, international, whatever, in New Zealand. So it was our biggest month ever last last month. Um, added a whole lot of listeners. And you got to ask, is that what what's wrong with people? It's like, well, they want to listen to that. I mean, it was, we did two episodes on the Marquis de Sade. You know, like a, a French pervert. Yeah, that's right. You know, Oh, yeah, yeah there was a couple of texts on that actually today. There's yeah, a couple of Marquis de Sade texts. One said, "More Marquis de Sade, please." How are you going with? She um, said, "More Marquis de Sade, see if we play." Um, how are you going with uh, your 100 Days of Sodom um, oh book you're reading? Oh, okay. It's it's so, a tough read, isn't it? Well, I'm listening to it on audiobook. Yeah, right. Because there's no way I could read it. Yeah. I actually, if I'm honest, I've given up. Yeah. Well, that's what, because, so there's those great um, historians, one of them's called Tom Holland, not the Spider-Man guy, and the other one's called Dominic, I forget his name. West. Dominic West. No, Dominic no, West is the guy, guy from The Wire. <laughs> that, Bowden. If, Bowden, yeah, I think. Dominic Bowden. Yeah, Dominic Bowden from from X Factor, NZ. Uh, anyway, they they were both saying that it's impossible to read 100 Days of Sodom, even, even from, even if you like are, are really... 
high level historian that, that that's going through it for for lessons that you want to learn about the time and and you know like from a scholarly scholarly perspective as opposed to an entertainment perspective it's still too shit to get through i tried yeah i think the marquis de sade i don't think his contribution to history of which it's been argued was actually quite quite monumental quite massive yeah in terms of you know the the cultural shift of of where we are now but it wasn't anything to do with literature yeah do you know what i mean like you look back over the history of the world and you say like william shakespeare for example had a huge effect on literature had a huge effect on the way that we speak so many things so many words came out of shakespeare he made up so many things yeah he joined a whole lot of things together and made words very clever um, uh, you'd say Charles Dickens, in terms of storytelling, had a huge oh. effect on the world of literature. Love me some Nicol- Nicholas Nickleby. I don't think the Marquis de Sade's stamp had much to do with literature. I think it had more to do with Fash- I- ideals. Fashioning plugs for his backside. Well, he was so- very focused on that in his actual lifetime. Yeah. But it was more the fact that he believed that sexual identity came was not your choice. And now that is now common, that is now, everybody believes that, right? I mean, pretty much. Yeah. There's some outliers out there, but most people believe that you are born the way that you were born and that is the way that it is. Yeah. And you don't have any choice over that. Well, that that was quite, that was quite controversial in 1790. Quite legendary. Yeah. But Uh, now you'd say that pretty much most people believe that. So the market side was well ahead of his time there. Well, I'm I'm listening to this book at the moment called the Pax Romana about the the most you know it's war and and peace and and, and Rome, and speaking about what people believe and what don't believe, they're talking about in the, it's talking about this in this book and it's written by Tom Holland actually, um, great historian, and he's just talking about how uh, no one in Rome at all ever entertained the idea that you wouldn't just go somewhere else, kill everyone and take all their stuff and call the place Rome. There was no question that that was the right thing to do. No one ever went. Um, maybe you shouldn't just take people's lands and do it. Like there wouldn't there wouldn't be a single Roman that thought. And in fact, if you went up to a Roman and said to a Roman saying emperor and said, "Hey, I don't think you should be, um, you know, uh, you know, attacking Gaul and taking all their stuff and bring it back and and using all their gold to pave statues of yourself and 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 they'd go, um, what? Why, why wouldn't you? Because yeah. we've got we've got a better army than them. Then we'll we'll just we'll, we'll go and do that. And that was I guess that was everywhere in the world. Yeah, well, everyone thought that everywhere in the world up even until got to the Magna Carta. Point. I mean, everyone even even actually even thought that up until the nineteen fifties, forties, fifties. I guess yeah. And the, the other part, I mean, if you go back to the Magna Carta and the idea that a crime should fit the that the punishment should fit the crime. I mean, yeah. that idea there is a, we think well, of course, yeah. I mean, that's basic. It's not only is that something that you think about in terms of government, but it's something in terms of parenting, all yeah. sorts of stuff. But no, that, that was a new idea. The, 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 the crime used to commit, it used to fit the mood of the person punishing you. Yeah. So like sometimes you'd um, just get off lightly uh, for theft and sometimes you'd lose your whole arm. And sometimes you get sent to prison for life for adultery, and sometimes you just be let to go. We've come a long way. We're only sort of feeling things out during that Roman time. I mean, there was the beginnings of the beginnings of civilization. Really. Yeah, but 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 they might be right, and we may be wrong. You don't you don't know. Like the, the idea. I mean, um, 
Yuval Noah Harari writes about this, all things like human rights and every thought we have, we're so sure they're right. But that's just because that's where we're currently at. Right? So, so Yeah, that'll change. Yeah, the, 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 they'll, they'll always, definitely always change. change. One of the most interesting things is, you know, when they got together, you know, you talk about when they got together and they were trying to formalise rugby, you know, the sport rugby. Mm. This was before. Because, I th- because the reason why all sports, Sport like rugby and and soccer are called football is because they were all they were they were on foot as opposed to sports involved being on horseback or which were most sports like jousting and such or or, or most other sports were you know you'd get like dogs to kill bears and stuff but it was a big debate some someone said the teams should have the same number on each team and that was a big debate because people would say well nah. It should be like if someone can organise more people, then good on them. Then they then they should be allowed to turn up with more people. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I get that. And so they were like, "Well, that's stupid." So what if some lazy team? So so now just because this team's got only you knows seventeen people, um, then and we've both got fifteen p- players, but we know t- twenty, then that's unfair. They're lazy. They haven't they haven't done their their job in the background. So even that very basic concept that we have in our heads that of course teams would have the same number on them to be fair, that was that was considered radical. At a time, but we can't even comprehend that that isn't the way you think about it. You know, rugby. Yeah. Um, obviously, rugby now quite a different game than it was sort of even ten years ago with the tackles and all that sort of stuff. And then going back further than that, ten years before that, the beginning of when professional rugby was really starting to take off, people were thinking about it differently. Yeah. I was watching a game the other day, a bit of the 1987 World Cup final. New Zealand were playing France. And um, what a great spectacle that was, looking back on it. What year was that? 1987. 1987. Oh, the, the first. Yeah. It, the game was quite quick. Yeah. Like, we, we think that the game was played at more pace now, right? Yeah. It actually wasn't. It's quite interesting. Scrums were so fast. Yeah. Scrums just, like, basically the ref turned up. He put his heel in the ground in a spot. And then all of a sudden, both the teams were, had formed into their scrums, and they were just in. Yeah. There was no the the ref the ref didn't even bring the scrum together. The scrums just came together. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Now there was a lot of kicking into touch, but the ball would be grabbed real fast. The idea was that the ball we got the ball to the to the hooker really fast, and the. There was just so little time in those little gaps. Yeah, because now, like, you kick it to touch, and it takes so long for the forwards to get there. They just slowly walk down the field, the and, game, and the, the scrums slow down. The, the scrums. Oh my god, the, the setup for the scrums to the point now where I actually think that scrums don't make sense, and we kind of might as well go to league scrums, especially when you consider, except for like maybe when the All Blacks absolutely um, ran over Namibia. I mean, that's a show of dominance. But basically, the hooker just—I mean, the hooker doesn't ever have his foot on the ball. It just gets the halfback just spins it back to your side anyway, and you pack down. You've got all the stuff with the the heavy pushing, and 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 it's not like if the ball was pushed in straight and it was like a tug of war. You know, who can get their hooker's foot to the ball quicker? Yeah. Then that would make sense. But if the halfback just spins it, well, that's what it used to be. Yeah, well, that's what it should be, right? Yeah, and if, you, if you're not going to do that, then what's the freaking the point of it, and the only point of it is to tie up forwards, yep. so some more 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 stuff can happen. Is rugby union the only sport in the world that has become more boring? Every other sport in the world is trying to become more exciting constantly. They've got innovations to make themselves 
the, the more exciting constantly. The other part of it that I watched that I thought was interesting, you know, now you know that if you get the ball in your 22 or even in your half before your 10 meter line, yeah, you'll always kick the ball now, right? You never like people talk about playing too much rugby in your own half, yeah. So everyone knows now in the professional era. Whatever you do, don't don't just keep pounding away because you might get a turnover. They might get a turnover, uh, or you might give away a penalty and they'll kick the goal. Well, back in the day, and now you know that if the if 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 the first five gets the ball off the back of any kind of phase, you will put the ball up if you're under the ten meter mark, like it's yeah. in an up and under situation. Yeah. The same patterns, the whole game now. Like yeah. you, the the game is so predictable. Yeah. It wasn't like that in 1987. It was it was quite random. Like they ran at weird times. Yeah. And they kicked at quite weird times. It was because nobody had studied games. <laughs> they had never watched lots of rugby games. It was far more interesting because you didn't quite know what was going to happen. Now th- it's so predictable. Do you think rugby union is a sport that worked for a long time uh, as a non-professional sport? but doesn't stand up to the scrutiny and the coaching that is now and the size of people that are now. It doesn't quite work as a sport when when it's had too much focus on it and too much been put into it, too much knowledge of the oppositions. Because remember that time we were in the Kuru Lounge and we ran into the All Blacks um, coaching staff and they were all sitting around with laptops and they were going through every little bit and they were watching replays and taking notes yeah. and, and doing things, and they were running it through software. Yeah, Maybe rugby union is a sport that doesn't stand up to that level of input. It just doesn't because then you go the stats. I mean, like we talked about this a lot, the pick and go on the line. Someone's gone, pick and go, pick and go, go wide is too risky. So you pick and go, pick and go at, right at the line, don't go anywhere, which is boring as fuck to try and get a try or a penalty. Someone's obviously done the stats on that going, pick and yeah. go, pick and go, go wide. But you wouldn't, and back in the game you're talking about 997, I mean, how many pick and goes do you reckon they'd have on the line before oh, someone no, did a no. massive Hail Mary out to the wing? No, no, there were no, there was hardly, you, you hardly had any, if you got five phases, if you put five phases together, it's, it was, essentially there was a parade down Queen Street because it was just none of that. But as a, as a result, the game, but the, the in-between bits were quicker. Yeah, so yeah. it didn't matter that there was more set pieces and it was a set piece focused game. Yeah. But, the set pieces were so much faster. Yeah, that it didn't, that, it, that it didn't matter. Didn't feel like it was a set piece. Yeah, and, and the ref, the ref was hardly. You certainly couldn't. Well, there was no audio mic on the ref, so you couldn't hear the ref. But also, the ref just didn't. The ref didn't talk until so sh- he until he made a decision. Or she? Should we no, come back um, after the break with a little bit more about the Marquis de Sade? So I'm not sure the Marquis de Sade would have played hooker. Can I just say one thing about rugby? Yeah. I was thinking, I've thought about this a lot. It's not abnormal in history for sports to go out of fashion. And yeah. I was thinking about it, like it's normal for sports to come and go. Like to beer, come, beer, to ba- come and go. beer baiting was the most popular sport in England for a lot longer than rugby has been a popular sport or or football. Yeah, so maybe is there a chance that this? Is, it's I'm just, not saying it is. I'm saying football's just, football, like soccer football, has always been pretty popular. That's that's one. But I'm saying is is if rugby is on the decline, mm. there is a chance that maybe it does come to an end, and we just move on, and then the world just keeps spinning, and oh. there's another sport becomes popular, and yeah, we just yeah, follow another one. Totally, Messi, you're right, and it will. But uh, the interesting thing is in New Zealand, where rugby was the most popular sport, it's yeah. now not the most popular sport. Yeah. That's the interesting thing. But uh, the rest of the world never gave a crap about rugby. I mean, in Australia, it was never the most popular sport. 
Yeah, uh, but but America, but I guess but not. versions of it's not like in America it is NFL like NFL is an adaptation. American football is an adaptation of rugby. Some guys at Harvard went, why can't we throw it? Why can't we throw it forward? And then they just rewrote oh, yeah. the game. They sat down and went, rugby's like this. Let's rewrite it. So it does it, like in a way it still exists. And like you got league, right, yeah. So the sport of league and like um. I don't know. Will you ever get an adoption? Will you ever get a mass adoption change like that that will ever change? Like, for example, taking NFL, yeah, and then a complete change of NFL to American football to like be a completely whole new another sport that's no. massive. I no, don't pro- know. Probably not because there's too much money yeah. wrapped around it now. But it is interesting how in the NFL they are studying rugby a little bit, and that they're, they're they're doing these scrum pushes now, and they go and they actually mention rugby whenever they do it. And for the longest time, they didn't like say if you want to um, just push people over the line, they'll they'll do a, push the quarterback over the line when they've only got like two meters into the goal and oh, stuff. Finally. And it, and everyone just comes in and kind of mauls. It's quick because mm. they that you can't stop at all, and no one's knee can hit the ground. But they just go and and it's kind of got a bit of a scrum vibe going towards it. That's mm. interesting. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's just then though. This is it. It's hey, yum. On a, yeah, it might might be well, like it's not th- over. Things come and go. It's, it's just it's not it's over, but it it just will never quite be as popular. I no. think that mixed with the fact that uh, that it's quite it's become way more physical. Yeah. So like it it wasn't as it it was always a physical game, right? But the commitment, the level of commitment to the physical part of it now, if you look at first fifteen rugby, oh my God, I, I was so intense. I, I was um, what it used to be. I was at this. Um, rugby fundraiser the other day and the first 15 came out uh, and I was like holy shit those guys are jacked these are freaking huge I'd just love to send that first 15 from the, uh, um, the school down back into the past to the 90s because these they're just so big they're like at the gym they're fucking yeah. jacked yeah yeah oh, it's completely different is it also to do with the fact now that, you know, over the last 15 years is you've... So from, I suppose, forever is all you watched on telly growing up was rugby because all you had access to was was rugby and cricket and maybe a few other yeah. things now, right? Now, if you're into any other kind of sport, like what happens over the World Cup or what's happening in the NBA or American yeah. sports in general in New Zealand is you've got access to watching those. So now all of a sudden the yeah. crew can grow Fractured. up and, sh- and choose well, what eight about, sports what about as me? opposed to one. Yep. What about for me right now? Like I'm, I, I watch a lot of um, NFL. I run a fantasy yeah. thing there app on my phone. My kids are into basketball. Yeah. There's so many freaking options out there and you can see every single game. Like no, you can that's see. right. And plus, yeah. with rugby, it was quite a rare um, thing as well. Like you couldn't, you didn't see as much rugby about. No. Like you definitely didn't see as many All Blacks games. No, you'd go to your rugby club and you'd watch your club play yeah, because you, you your were club. wanting to watch a game. But in, in those days, you could watch NPC uh, rugby, equivalent yeah. of NPC rugby, and then you'd have a window, and then all of a sudden you'd have some test matches. Yeah, that would play, and yeah. that would be the end of the season. Yeah. And rugby was played over about a four or five month period, and, and people craved it because they were yeah. like, "Oh, I can't wait for this." Yeah. And then you you generally watch cricket. I mean, I remember as a kid once the at my dad's work they had a satellite uh, dish, and it got American television. Right. And I was in there watching at, at his work watching a baseball game. Yeah. Off a satellite dish, and I must mean twelve, ten, eleven, something like that. It was the most amazing. I was like, whoa. I'd never seen a baseball game before. Yeah. I'd never watched a baseball game. There was no baseball. You couldn't see it. 
Yeah. There was no VHSs of baseball. I mean, how the hell would you ever watch it? But I remember being amazed by the music that they had playing during the thing and also the fact that uh, the, the coverage of it yeah. was so it was so next level yeah and the entertainment part of it and now now that's not that long ago it's yeah, but, things have changed so dramatically but how much how different it is like you take um the warriors game out at mount smart um last weekend on saturday when the crowd gives a shit and it's oh, yeah. packed and the game's important Boy, oh boy, and I mean, obviously, this is league, which is which is a, a game in ascendancy. But oh boy, it, it, it we can deliver that. Like New Zealand can deliver a freaking exciting experience that looks amazing on the TV if people give a fuck. And and same as when you see the breakers down at um at uh, Spakarina, those those games as well. If we give a fuck and you've got enough people there, it does it does feel pretty exciting. But. But that's every day, like every basketball game, every NBA game's like that, mm. you know. Big big population difference. Yeah, big population difference. Tricky when you've got 5 million people. That's why I think we need to have 5,000-seater stadiums. Like, why are we – we're trying to run everything through 40,000-seater stadiums Would or 25,000-seater stadiums. atmosphere in a 5,000-seater stadium? If you make a cauldron like like those – you make a – well, a, more of an atmosphere, a sold-out 5,000-seater stadium that's purposely made for rugby that has stands that go – yeah. Up on strong like on the angles they put stands on now, which are much more, um, which are much steeper, yeah. and it's all surrounded. It's got a roof on it. Then, then you could get a sort of a basketball atmosphere at rugby games and and league games. You know, when you're not selling twenty five thousand tickets. We've How talk- many people? Sorry, Mesha, you go. Oh no, I was just saying we've talked about it endlessly on end, but I think it's also another big part of it is that it's just how much more enjoyable it is watching a game not live anymore because of what has happened to. The restrictions around watching live sport, right? Oh. I don't know. We've talked about this. Going on to the oh, game. Sitting and big screen TVs. I mean, yeah. big HD, screen TVs, bars, HD TVs. Yeah. Mates. Pretty amazing free. now. Yeah, it's always. I was just thinking, oh, uh, we should do have a stadium in New Zealand like the size of Suncorp Stadium. I thought, that's quite a good size. That's actually got 50, that's a capacity of 50,000. <laughs> 52,500. But that is a beautiful stadium. How they've done that is a yeah. that's got a cauldrony sort of a feel to it. Yeah. You know what, Dunedin Stadium. Yep, that's got a that's they can sell that out reasonably easy. What's that, twenty five thousand or something like that? Yep, yep, maybe more. Well, I think it's twenty five thousand when you when you move the parking lot at the far end and yeah. get the buses out of there. That's always a bad look with the buses oh. at the opposite end of the zoo. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, yeah. So I think we've sold it. Have we sold rugby union? I think we have. I think we have. I think we've solved it. I think we. Worked, I think we fucking worked it out. Did we? Did we? I think everybody thinks the same thing. Yeah. About rugby union, except for the rugby union. Do, does everyone or not? I think three four eight three oh eight hundred Hodeki. Um, no calls. No calls. No, no calls. Um, no. I don't know. No, I think because the thing is that you, mine and your dads think this, and they're eighty. You know what I mean? Like they think that there's problems with rugby now. Well, I definitely know my dad does. So, but they said that there were problems in the eighties, yeah. and they said there were problems in the nineties, and they said there were problems in the two thousands, and they keep saying there's problems, and they keep changing things, and then yeah. no, none of the changes make it any better. Yeah, and, but but interesting, like changes can make things better because the MLB made these changes that were quite unpopular, and it's made base at the start of this year, and it's made baseball so much better. Like uh, they wanted to incentivize stealing bases, so they made the bases bigger, so the bases have increased in size, so it's, there's a better chance of getting to a base. Um, well, they've actually made the base pads bigger. Yeah, the base pads are actually bigger in MLB now, and uh, you know they've got the designated. They've got the runner on base, so when you go into extra innings, you start with the runner on second. Okay. So, so that moves that forward. They've got the shot. They, they've well, got they the were pit. worried that those games were going on forever. Yeah, yeah. They've got the pitch clock, 
which 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 is um, sped up pitching so much and also um, increased um, base stealing. So there's um, you can. And and what they did is they ran these changes in minor league for a long time in the minor leagues and tested them out and tested them out before they brought it to the big league. Yeah. Um. But they've all worked and they've actually made the game so much shorter. They've I think they've they've snipped half an hour off the games. And um and yeah, so many more base stealings. But so but, the, but the essence of the game, right? Yeah. Which is bat versus ball. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what baseball is. It's it's a it's bloody hard to hit a baseball. Yeah. It's bat versus ball. That's its core. And that will never change. No. And they haven't changed the dynamics of that, have they? No. Like they haven't made it easier or harder to hit the ball. No. I think the problem with rugby is the essence of rugby, which used to be going forward, used to be the the idea that you went forward. Yeah. And you, you, you tried to get yourself into a good part of the field. Territory and forward momentum. Yeah. Those are the two essences of rugby. Going right back. A contested position of the contested ball. Contested position of the ball. That's changed. Yeah. Those the essence of it has changed. Yeah. And if you change the essence of a sport, that's where you run into yeah. the problems. And actually cricket had has had a little bit of this too. Yeah. Where they where pitches have become so much, so good that bat sometimes, you know, they're trying to get that bat versus ball thing, sometimes the balance goes out of whack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I think we've solved it. That's pretty good. Um, thank you for that, and uh, and love to hear your feedback, Matt and Jerry Show on Instagram. Whether you want to hear us blasting on about um, rugby union constantly, then would love to have your fear about feedback. That or you want to be more feedbacks come through on three for three. Oh, what? My name is Indigo Montoya. You call my father. Prepare to die. Do you know what we forgot to do on the main podcast today, and we were so excited about it? We forgot to do the twenty first day of September. Oh, didn't we? Too. We're prepared. Oh, that was good. I was ready for that one. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Do I have that solved? Oh, because there's another thing I want to talk about too with Joe Cocker's Loveless Where We Belong. We'll, talk about that tomorrow, we'll do that. We'll do that all tomorrow. We'll do that. We'll... That is the 21st. Remember? The 21st of December. September. What yeah. was that other rhyme? Rhyming something else with September. It's not easy to rhyme with. No. Do you know it was just that was just a date he picked. It wasn't any particular date. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Um. Right. So on the other podcast, uh, we look into um something. the odd love of Mambo Number no. Five, the song uh, from Stephen King. Uh, we go deep into the Roman world and get pretty sexy with Nero and um, cutting genitals off people. And uh, apart from that, we really push for Jeremy Wales to change his name to Jeremy, Jeremy Wales. And how's that going, that petition at change.org? You can find the link in the bio at the Matt and Jerry Show Instagram page. There are now, how many, update, how many signatures to get you to change your name to Jeremy Wales <laughs> to support the Warriors? Three, seven, four. 374 Stalled. Um, we need to go because I need to prove to um, someone in the office that uh, we can get to this shoot at 10 o'clock. Well, I can't because I've got a half-hour podcast I'm about to record um, uh, for the Agenda oh. podcast. And you're working on that as well, aren't you, man? No, nah, not anymore because it's too early. I've got some toddy woundings. All right. Okay. Woundings, okay. Well, let's go. Okay. All right, then. Right. All right, then. Thank right. you. All right. Manager show. Tell a friend. All right.